vampyr. Hade du tyckt om mig ändå? Welcome to Movie Umbers, I'm Bob Sham. I'm Angela. The sounds you hear are probably dogs. Guess or, what? Or creatures of the night. We're talking about one of my favorite movies of all time yes. today. We do uh, random generated movie reviews and where you pull a topic from a hat. We've got a list of movies for each topic that I've made. Mm-hmm. And then we randomly generate a number from said list. And we landed on Exsanguinators, which is just a fancy word for... Vampires. Vampires, and we landed on one they of your fa- on one of your favorite movies. Uh, Let the right one in, which has which has inspired a, an American adaptation and a TV show that's apparently been going on. Let's not bother. Only watch the Swedish version of this movie, or read the book, or read the book. Both. I do I, both. I really am not even remotely interested in seeing the American. No, I've never have been ever since it came out. I've never like why this movie was a hit. It became an international hit in its original form. Yeah, it didn't. It just didn't need to exist, and there's no way it would be better than this. No, and we haven't even seen it, and we're making that judgment call. It's not better unless it we randomly generated again. The randomly generated movies. Which, oh, would, which that come would out have of nowhere. to happen. That That's would what would have to happen yeah. for you to see the American version. Yeah. But yeah, we're watching Thomas Al- Tom- Thomas Alfredson, uh, his 2008 movie, Let the Right One In. Based upon the book by John Linkvist, which he also, uh, I think, wrote the screenplay. And it's movie. very obvious that he did. Starring Kari Hedebrantz, Lena Leanderson, and Per Ragnar, and a few more. The children in this movie are brilliant. Edited by uh, Thomas Alfredson. Cinematography by Hoyta Van Hoytama. Gorgeous. Music by Johan Sodervist. Also gorgeous. Pretty sure I hit those names pretty good. You know what? You had good intentions. Yeah. And that's what matters. My heart was in the right place. Yes. With Thomas, I almost was like Tomas. Tomas. Which it I probably think, is Tomas. I think it would be Tomas. Yeah. The the children in this, the, our, our main uh Protagonist Oscar is Oscar. Oscar, who lives alone with his mother. We meet him, and he's talking about squealing piggies. Of course, we know he's been bullied. Yeah, you can tell he's acting out. Son of divorced parents. Stuff that's been happened to him. You do also meet his father. His father's like in his life, but his father's like away from the city. This movie takes place in like the eighties, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. It definitely has that vibe. Because Oscar had a haircut that bo- little boys in the 70s and early 80s. Well, had. it also was Sweden. I know, but they weren't like so. in ABBA mode the whole time. <laughs> um, and yeah, so Oscar is walks to school and Tw- home and he gets bullied. And bullied he, real bad. at night, plays alone out in the courtyard of his apartment building. And it is... Always snowing in this movie. Sure. It's Sweden. It's Sweden. It's always snowing. It's always very cold. 
And the architecture looks very brutalist. Yes. Extremely brutal. It's kind of very sparse on what it showed in terms of structure in the town and stuff. We really only saw very, what, like the hospital, the apartment building. And the school. And the school. And And one diner. Yeah, but only the interior of the diner. Yeah, only the interior of the diner. So this poor kid, he's having a hard time. Some people move in next door. Some people move in next door and they put cardboard all over the windows. Mm -hmm. It's a man. And a girl. And Oscar immediately is intrigued, but he doesn't try to approach right away. And one night he goes out to play, <laughs> and the girl is, you can tell she's a creature of the Ely. night because she's standing elevated on something. Yeah, she's all of a sudden very quiet, elevated, and she's wearing just like a white button-down shirt and pants. And he says to her, like, why are you not cold? And she says... And no shoes. I think I've forgotten. There she's wearing shoes. Later uh, she's not. But they make a point in that first scene that she has shoes on. People would ask questions of a kid out in the Swedish snow. Yeah. When she stops wearing shoes, when we get a little further into the story, is when she no longer has a caretaker. Right. She's going a little rogue because she kind of has to. Caretaker has slit a guy's throat and has drained. He knocks he knocks him out with some like acid substance, mm-hmm. and then hangs like him up inhalant. like a deer and drains his uh, blood. Mm-hmm. But this is the whole. This is where the the beginning of the end actually because it's the b- very beginning of the movie. But as soon as this happens, you know they're on a downward spiral for her because, um, or for Ely. He goes immediately when they get there. It's like their first night there, second night there. He goes to kill someone to drain the blood. Like, he's got his whole kit with, like, his funnel and his jug and all this stuff. But he gets caught. A beautiful dog. This large poodle. Catches him. I love how casual this dog was. Barks once. Yeah. And then sits. And then sits. And their owners are coming. But the dog's just chilling there staring (laughs) while this man is just committing, scrambling to fix up his horrifying act that he just did. Mm -hmm. And he forgot to take the jug of blood And then so he gets back and... But it was just so funny how the dog's just sitting there like... That was hilarious. (laughs) I know. Some of the parts of this movie, there are like genuinely funny things that happen in this movie, which is also one of my favorite things ever. When something's so serious, but there are these like moments of like levity, it's like so good. It's just oddness. But yeah, so Ely gets really mad at him. Yeah, because you can hear her yelling at him. Yeah, and that's one of also the first times I think that Oscar, you know, he hears them having this fight. He's met her, but their interactions are very brief. She actually says to him out in the courtyard, she's like, I want to be alone. And he's like, well, so do I. And she's like, well, then leave. And he's like, well, I've been here longer than you. Yeah. Like, they kind of have this little bit of a tussle. But over multiple nights, they do become friends. The caretaker, he goes to a diner. And mm-hmm. the people who are living in the apartment complex see him and they invite him to, to, hang, out to hang out with him. But he immediately gets his shit together. He's like, I got to go. He's not trying to. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, they've been running and running. And Sweden's not a huge country. Right. So they must have been all over Europe or some shit, right? I guess there is a lot of space up north in Sweden that a lot of people don't live in. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's way up in there. It gets up in there. But so this group of friends, when they kind of disperse for the evening, one of them is walking home alone. Ely is like under the overpass Overpass, and is in the shadows and is like, help me, help me. And some of these scenes literally are exactly out of the book. And it makes sense that, you know, the the author 
did this, but it just, it's so interesting. I saw the movie first and then read the book, and in my mind, some of it really got blurred because it's so perfectly the same. And so she's, help me, help me, and he goes over and he's like, can you not stand? And she says, nah. And he picks her up, and she attacks it. Yeah. And she turns, we talked about this a little after, you don't see her fangs, and I'm okay with that because she's a child, and you don't see her, she's never like flashing them or flaunting them, like she's never trying to be scary. But there are moments where her face looks very old. Oh, yes. And she becomes very, it's like feral. Yeah. It's like a feral old face that's like, it's fueled by hunger. And then the next second, she looks young again. Yeah, yeah. So she kills this man. And so her caretaker realizes she's done this, has to find the body and dumps him into this like little small pond. Yeah, and there's like a drain. He thinks it's going to wash away because there is like a drain. But it doesn't wash away. Her and Oscar do get closer and closer. That's what Rubik's Cubes bring people together. <laughs> Rubik's Cubes do. And they together. do become more and more attached. And they don't, yeah. you know, they learn each other's names. Their relationship here is so, you could tell it's really bound up, but there's not like a lot of over communication here. Mm-hmm. They're not like sitting around talking endlessly. No. They're just like, they just kind of get each other yeah they do start like hanging out more and kind of going around town together a little bit and there is there's a couple there's a couple moments that i think are really special where there's one where he takes her to like a corner store and he buys some candy and he offers her a piece of candy and she's like no and but she cares for him so much that he's so dejected that she refused that she's like I can try one and it makes her sick and then she goes around the side of the building and pukes and what's interesting to me there's so much care between these two people it's like they're drawn together like we've talked about this in other movies these two people are just supposed to be with each other and yes they're only 12 who cares he goes to her and she's puking and she turns and looks at him and he just hugs her yeah he just hugs her and he says I like you so much. Om jag inte hade varit en flicka. Hade du tyckt om mig ändå? Ja, det här gör väl. He learns, he stays late in school one day to learn Morse code. And he writes out the alphabet in Morse code for both of them. Mm. Because they figured out that they can sit on each side of the wall and talk to each other all night. He does want to communicate with her, even though, like you said, they're not getting deep about things. But it's very much like a... Knowing she's there. So the caretaker goes to make another kill mm. with these kids at a... And he's got this kid drugged and hanging him upside down. It was the down. pool building. Yeah, the pool. And yeah. he's going to cut this kid and then... But the other kids know that he's in this room. He knows, They're waiting for They know kid. that he hasn't left the building. Yeah. So they start banging on the room and the guy's like, I'm caught. This is it. And the kid starts to wake up after mm-hmm. he's been got. So he... Goes into another room and they eventually open the door and they rescue the kid. And he's in the other room. And the the substance that he uses, he pours it over his face. Acid. He doesn't actually use that to knock them out. I think there's something that he has them inhale that knocks them out. He actually brings that with him on purpose because he, he knows that if he gets caught, it'll come back to her. He says to her before he leaves that night, he, he has the jar of acid and he's like tested it on something. And so you know what it is. And he says to her, people know my face. They know I live here. Because those people in the diner, if he had never had an interaction with them, he might not have been as scared. But he went out prepared 
to throw acid on his own face if he got caught. Uh, and that's what he did. I, I thought it was maybe a suicide attempt. I mean, if you're pouring yeah. acid, that'll totally dis- melt your face. I mean, it could be considered a suicide attempt. I mean, yeah. But the girl goes to the hospital, Ely, and she's barefoot. And the nurse is like very like, oh, my God, you poor thing. And, but he, she's also like, you can't see him. There's like. You know, people around him, like, mm-hmm. they're investigating the scenario. And also, there's been people who've been murdered and drained of their blood. But she, then we see her scale the side of the hospital. And uh, he opens the window for her. And pretty much immediately, he's, like, offers his neck. Yeah. And she drains his blood. And you see his face, and it's just completely yeah. deformed. This moment of him sort of saying, like, I can't do anything else for you except give you my blood. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm going to do right now. The thing that they don't get into in the movie, but as as we're talking about it, I'm remembering more and more, is that, so there's this whole thing where, like, if Ely kills, she kills grown human people. He kills children. The the boy at the beginning, they talk about it being a boy. He's like a teenager. He's got this other teenage boy that he's going to kill. So his whole thing in the book is that he's a pedophile. Yeah, that's not that clear here. No, the only time it's the only time they reference it in the movie is when he sort of um, meekly, jealously asks her not to see that boy tonight. He basically is like, "Don't go see him," because he feels some like ownership of her. He feels more like he's a cursed person. Like maybe mm-hmm. at one point he was Oscar and then meets her. And then, yeah. or like that, you know, you kind of get immediately that there might be a cycle developing. Apparently, here. they do lean into that in the American version that we're not going to watch, but that's not the case in the book. In the book, he's a full grown man when he starts taking care of her, and his attraction to her is the fact that she's a child. Kind of fucked, actually. Yeah, because, I mean, he's doing terrible things, but you're a little sympathetic to him. Because, mm-hmm. like, it seems like he's just caught in a curse yeah and originally the concept i thought with him maybe because in the vampire the masquerade role-playing game Uh they have this concept of ghouls in which vampires feed humans their blood and get them addicted to their blood and they become servants and can be controlled and do things Mm -hmm. for them it kind of felt like that kind of a scenario as Mm -hmm. well but we never see him like taste her blood or anything like that so she doesn't have her caretaker and things kind of fall apart uh in their personal life obviously she's not going to be able to be in this apartment forever this is true and she has to go out and feed Mm -hmm. and she finds the lady that lives in that apartment and she bites her but another man sees her biting the lady and he comes up and he kicks her off of it. And he and, and someone did see the child who killed the other man. So now he's like, oh, this is the fucking kid. Yeah, yeah. Who's killing my friend. So she runs off and she's been bit. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, like, sometimes you, you're like, you, you've talked about how you wouldn't mind being a vampire. Mm-hmm. But animals aren't going to like you when you're a vampire. See, I know. And it's no I exception know. to that rule. You love animals. They're not going to like you. And this lady, their neighbor who had tons of cats, she's feeling shittier and shittier. And she doesn't know why. She can't go out into the sun. It hurts. Mm -hmm. And then she goes to a neighbor's house and all his fucking cats jump her ass. She can't eat food because it's making her sick. She ends up having to go to the hospital. They strap her down. Uh And she's just totally like a mental wreck and to the point where it's like, she has a hunger, a thirst, and she she knows that she is, like, she got infected. infected. 
which is yeah. true. And she says she wants to die. And she asks the doc. She knows, right? Yeah. She she's figured out what's going on with her, and she asks the doctor to open the blinds. And he's like, oh, sure. Opens the blinds. Sun hits her. She lights on fire. It's a wild scene watching this lady, like, burst into flames while... And it's that wonderful kind of fire where it goes up and it, like, goes out on the ceiling. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just... It's, like, all-encompassing. And then she's just exploded. It's so good. And then so she's good. done. Yeah. Uh, so, so after that kill, that's, I believe, when Ely goes to Oscar's room. Because she's alone, right? And she knocks on the window, and he opens the window, and she's like, say, I can come in. And he's like, come in. And she comes in, and she's like, turn around, and she takes her clothes off, and she crawls in bed with him. This is also one of my favorite scenes where she's laying in the bed, and he ta- he says something about how cold she is. Obviously, she's been walking around barefoot, right? And he goes, oh, you don't have any clothes on. And she's like, is that yucky? And he's like, no, it's fine. And then he goes, do I have a chance with you? And she says, Take a chance on me mean? by Abba. Famous song by Abba. Take a chance on me. That's all I What do you mean? Swedish band. And he's like, I, I really like you. Do I have a chance with you? And she says, I'm not a girl. And she says, I'm not a girl to him multiple times. And, he, well, and, and you she think says, it means no. I'm a creature of the night. I'm an undead. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and she says to him, no at first. And then she goes, well... Would anything change? Can we still be like this? Is it the same? And he said, yes, it's the same. And then she goes, well, then you have a chance with me. Oscar also kind of balls up against his bully and whacks the fucker on the side of the head oh, with yeah, a stick. Oh, yeah, because she says, you start hitting him back. It busts the bully's eardrum mm-hmm. after he whacks him on the side of the head with a stick. And at that same classroom thing scene. they were at yeah. they find the dude that her handler dumped in the ice they have to chainsaw this dude out of the ice it's like in the same moment and that's also how it is in the book and it's so brilliant because it's like kid screams because his eardrum got busted child over here screams because she found a dead body and chaos there's also a part where so oscar's like yeah he's like a little tough now bully we find out has a big brother yeah before kind of we get to the end of this, the one other thing is that there's this um, basement room that you can hang out in. And Oscar takes her down there and he wants to be, he wants to mix blood because he wants them to be bound to each other, right? So he cuts his hand with this knife he's been carrying around and she gets very hungry and she has to run away. She licks the blood off the floor first and, that's and when, says, get out of here. And that's when he finds out what she really is and, yeah. like, the the thing about letting her come in or not. But he's not scared. Like, he goes to her apartment later and he's like, are you a vampire? Mm. And she's like, I live off blood, so yes. He basically then kind of starts, like, testing her, like, asking her questions. But, yeah, she comes over to his house at one point. And she says, tell me I can come in. And he's like, what if I don't? Like, he's trying to be all sassy. Like, he's not scared of her, which is really kind of cool. But he's like, what if I don't? What what happens if you just come in? This I love, and I don't think we've ever seen this in a movie. I cannot remember ever seeing this in a movie. Because usually it's just like, I can't come in. But she comes in, and then she starts bleeding from, like, everywhere. But then he's like, no, I'm sorry. You can come in. You can come in. It, bo- it bounds them together a little further, and he ends up... Spending the evening in her apartment, mm-hmm. like a mother doesn't even know where he is for like a day, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And but the man who he lost his friend, he lost his wife, 
he knows this little girl's responsible and he tracks it down into this area and he sees an Oscar's hiding and the man goes into the bathroom and there's like layers of blankets in the bathtub because it's daytime and he's pulling it back and he sees the little girl and he pulls out a little knife. He's going to stab her and then sunlight hits her a little bit and she wakes up. And Oscar's got the knife there. And and Oscar like yells something, distracts the guy and he stands up and the girl jumps on him and kills the guy. Mm-hmm. And she thanks him, but then she's also like, I can't stay here. Yeah, I've I can't gotta stay. go. And so Oscar, Oscar's mother's very mad at him because he's been gone for a while. Mm-hmm. And she's gone, as it would be assumed. And then we get to the climactic point of the movie. Yeah. Probably one of the more memorable scenes in the movie. One that definitely will linger with you. He goes to the pool. He's tricked to going into the pool uh, by the one of the group and the bullies who tried to get him to his side like yeah that guy had it coming when you popped his ear and wanted yeah. you to come over here the teacher wants you to come over these here these two little boys do not want to be doing this but yeah. they're like under the thumb of the bully too but he's coming but he's here with his big brother and they're they tell everyone to leave while oscar's just floating in the pool big brother the bully who's worse than the bully is like you know who i am right and oscar's like yeah he's like we're gonna play a game you're going to hold your breath for three minutes. And if you can, I'll only hurt you a little bit. But if you can't, then I will hurt you a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and, but, which is like, most people cannot do that. That's way too much. No, yeah. So he's like, count down and he dunks Oscar's head. And he's so, holding his hair. Like, he's going to drown him. Like, yeah, he's essentially going to drown the kid for busting his little brother's eardrum. And then you see this scene. So Oscar, he almost looks. This is so good. Oscar almost looks like he's concentrating really hard on holding his breath. But he also seems almost serene, like he's weirdly at peace with the fact that he might die here. Mm-hmm. And then you see, you start to hear through the muffle of water sounds. Mm-hmm. And then you see a boy's feet splashing like along the pool. Like, he's not in the pool, but it's like he's being dragged across the water. And then you see Big Brother or the bully's head, like, fall into the pool behind him. And then the arm in which is holding his head flops off. It's, like, dismembered. And then then a hand pulls Oscar out, and it's Ely. Yeah. And then we see them next. They're on a train. Yeah. And he's doing Morse code on this trunk that's with him on the train. Uh And she's doing Morse code back. Yeah. So now they are, oh, and also we forgot yeah. that he sees that she this is what I want. has been mutilated, essentially. Yes. So, so in the part after he challenges her to come in the in the apartment, she's bleeding. He's basically like, go take a shower. Like she takes a shower at his apartment. I totally missed this fact. Yeah. Well, and the first time we when saw I the first movie, watched it. I did too, the first time we saw the movie. Because I think unless you know, and I even said it to you, like, did you see that? Like, I want to make sure that you noticed it because it's it's a flash. But basically, he she took a shower, and then he goes, you can go borrow a dress from my mom. Well, he's curious. He's 12, right? So he, like, opens the door because he wants to see her naked. Yeah. And it's right when she's pulling the dress down, and you see right on the front of her pelvic bone um, a, a horizontal scar. scar. They don't talk about it literally at all in the movie. But the other thing is there's this part where they kiss in the movie. In the book, when they kiss, she gives him visions to show him what happened to her. And it's like centuries ago, she's like 200 years old or something. She was a little boy. 
Her name was Elias. Mm. And she had long hair because it was 100 years ago, whatever, 200 years ago. It was like normal. Well, she was castrated and then made into a vampire. So she's transgender, essentially. Essentially, but not by choice. Because of the situation that she's in and the way that she looks, it's easier. And I keep saying she because she does, you know, like you said, like she basically is living as a girl. But she does say, the only the only callback to this in the movie is obviously that scene. They do have that. But you could also, if you didn't know what the fuck, you could be like, oh, she obviously has an injury. I don't know. Right. But, I, that might have been what I thought when I first yeah, saw Yeah, just it. like, oh, she's been abused. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I can't remember, like, the who or what. I don't remember if it was, like, the vampire who turned or who did that to her. But I do know that that she was castrated and then made into a vampire and has now been living as a girl because it's, like, I guess just easier or makes sense, right? Or she doesn't actually say. That's the thing. She doesn't ever says she's a girl. She actually twice to him says, I am not a girl. But you think in those moments she's saying, she's, I am a vampire. Yeah, yeah. But she, and she is. But she's also saying, and also, I'm not a girl. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because the other kind of part of that is he does not care ever about any of it, which I love. It's kind of like a non-issue for him. Like when he's like, I'm not a girl, he's like, yeah, but do I still have a chance with you? So we hunt movies one through five. You're mm-hmm. going to give this a five. Right? Yeah, but let me say it. This is my favorite movie. It's your- one of my favorite movies. Okay. It's one of my favorite movies. It's in my top ten, I think. I don't have a list, but I would say it probably is. And um, I give it a five. I'm going to give it a 4.5. That makes it a 9.5. That's an S. That is an S tier, baby. That is baby. an S tier movie. Uh, we'll put it between Night of the Hunter and RRR. Okay. Genuinely considered one of the best of the vampire movies out there. And rightly Amazing. and rightly so. It really is something special. It really I know at the time, you know, we saw it in the theater when it came out in America, mm-hmm. in the US, and it really was something special. Like it can't be it, we all knew this was different than um, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of what we had been seeing before at the time, especially. Well, and in my memory, some of the stuff was maybe a little cheesy, like the cat attack in my memory was like a little cheesy. Because like at the time we were like, yeah, those yeah, cats I are crazy. But when we watched it, it actually was like totally it, fine. It fine. And I don't know if that's just because we've watched so many more movies and we understand now the limitations on that. But Check it, it out. was fucking good, man. We, got, we have a top 10 S tier and let the right one in is number nine. All right. So there you go. But this was a, a, a movie roulette review. Yes. Which means... You need to pick another topic out of a hat, and then we are going to randomly generate the number within said topic to decide what our next movie is going to be. This is a long piece of paper, very tightly wound. Tammy? Tammy, you picked Tammy. You haven't heard of this topic, right? No. Well, the topic is Tammy. Is it? So let's go. Is it that Melissa McCarthy movie? Uh, let's go to our list of Tammy. Here you go. I'll pull it up on the screen here. That's right. Here, take that. So, Tammy. Yes. So now we're going to randomly generate the Is it number. all Tammy movies? Mm-hmm. Do you have all the Tammy movies that I love on there? Uh, do you Tammy mean, Tell Me True, Tammy, Tammy Tam- and the Bachelor. You mean Tammy and the Doctor and yes! Tammy and the Millionaire? Oh yeah. Oh, my God. This is the Tammies. These are so good. No, they're not. Yes, Uh, they are. Well, okay, they were good when I was a kid. You call everything from your 
Everything you watched before you were 19 is good. You know, just because I love things and I'm joyful and excited about things, it's fine. So we're going to randomly generate 1 through 44. 42. Let's see, number 42, as you can see, is the movie Tammy. You want to look Wait, at... do you have the movie Tammy on there like 40 times? Well, we also have Tammy Tell Me True, Tammy and the Doctor. Yeah, and... but you can't do this because we now we can only... We're never going to watch the Tammy twice. Number 42 on the Tammy list is Tammy from 2014. Okay. You got me all excited. You knew I'm this sorry, was do you happen. have a problem? You knew this was going to happen. I don't think you should put a movie on a list more than once. That's my problem. I don't think it's fair. I think you're stacking it like James Bond. What does fairness you're, you're have to do with James it? You're fucking James Bonding Who's benefiting you're trying. this? Who's benefiting this? How is this a fair or unfair scenario? You did this on purpose to me. Yeah, because what, you knew I would get excited. Because I have a Tammy fetish? It, you have now really like tipped the scale in your favor. Like, like I said, like James Bond putting the lovers in the entire tarot card deck. You're making me watch Tammy when you dangled Tammy and you, the doctor over Do you want to draw again? Are you sure? Yeah, it's, it's the, how it goes. I just don't agree. If you're the boss we can of do this the, show. We can do the MacGuffin. You're the boss of this show. And you can draw again if you want. No. You sure? You're cool to watch the Melissa McCarthy's Tammy from 2014. Okay. It's what happened, but like I said, I don't think it should be on their list more than once. I don't think that's fair. You're such a you little stinker. That's the face you're making right now. You see, you did it on purpose. You knew. You knew this would happen. You knew this conversation would happen. You knew that I would be enraged. You just better hope uh, you don't draw Tammy again. Or if you do draw Tammy, that you hit between... Debbie Reynolds played Tammy. 21 and 24, if you do hit Tammy again. There's... Mm. Tammy, because of the topic of Tammy, is the one movie that we could end up reviewing multiple times. Do we have to watch it every time? That's yes, that's the rule of the Tammy subcategory. Any other subcategory is like, oh, we've seen that before, we can mark it off. The ta- the rules of the Tammy subcategory are we have to watch if we keep hitting 2014's Tammy by Melissa McCarthy, then we have to keep watching it. Why? Check the show notes for links. And other places to find us. Um, if you enjoy this movie as much as we do, let us know in the comments. Have you seen the other versions? What would you think about those? We're not going to see them, but we'll hear what you got to say. Are you a big fan of the 2014 film Tammy? Sorry, Melissa McCarthy. Hit us up and let us know in the comments how excited you are for Jason, Angela to watch and discuss that movie. Jason Bateman in that movie? Possibly multiple times. You're thinking of the con artist one. Okay. Maybe Bateman's in it. I don't know. Tammy's in it. That's all that matters. Okay. Death to all traitors. Death to all traitors. (laughs) 